Michael Downey, book one in a trilogy by Helena McGuinness. As Lauren and her mam watch and wait, they ready the table for supper. The fishing will have to end early today. The men of the house will be very wet and hungry. Thank God it's Wednesday, wash day. The little cottage is at its hottest. Soon they saw the men of the village passing their window on their way down to the shore. Paddy opens the door. Your lot's still out, he asked. They both replied, yes. We will be all there to help them pull through the wild waves. He was gone in a moment running through the wild wind to catch up with the other men. The McGonagalls are out there also, sighed her ma'am. They both made the sign of the cross. The big wave that had just lashed down on the McGonagalls had helped. They were now in line with their shore. They can see the men of the village arriving on the beach with their strong ropes. This gave the McGonagall men the strength and courage to pull with all their might with the next wave. If they catch it in the right direction, it just might be enough to get them close enough to the shore. One of the men on the beach is tying a rope around his shoulder and around his waist, ready to drag another rope into the sea to throw it to the men in the boat. The more people now arriving are lining up along the rope to help with a hard, long pull. Everybody is waiting, watching for the right wave. At last, the McLaughlin's caught a good one. In moments, everyone springs into action. At last, the McLaughlin's men were on the shore. Have you seen any sign of the McGonagall's? questioned one of the men. No, if they were further out than us when it started, they will be landing on the bay, panted Mr. McLaughlin. We caught a lucky one. Just then, Tom shouted from the cliff top, I see them, I have my horse and cart. We need to get to the bay. Anyone who could run up and climb onto the cart did. They were off through the lashings of rain. Soon they stood ready on the beach. For an hour, it, the freezing cold before someone from the top of the hill shouts, I can see them. It was another hour before they got the boat in, all exhausted and cold. This, there is no let up in the storm. Everyone at home is waiting with food, dry clothes and blankets. Anyone living on their own were welcomed into any house for comfort and food. Once everyone is fed, the sound of music could be heard through the air. Everyone in their own homes waited to hear young Bernard playing and then join into his tunes. It was a thankful night. All had been spared. 
Lauren has just spent her last day in school. Last Friday night, her friend Maggie had arrived with news of a job interview in a house. If she gets it, she will be working for the Harper family. They are Protestant, as are most employers in Derry. Maggie spent the evening making sure Lauren had all the skills needed to work as a kitchen maid. You must set the fires ready to be lit each morning. Light the breakfast room one first, then the other downstairs ones. Before you go upstairs, heat rises. Each person in the bedrooms will have their own routine. Some like their fires going from early as possible. Others hate to be disturbed. Every household is different, smiled Maggie. You will learn who wants what. You are very smart. Then down to the kitchen, where you will answer the cook till after breakfast. That is when the housekeeper will have you working in the laundry. Then back into the kitchen for your own breakfast. Eat as much as you can. The days are long. Now you're back working under cook for the rest of the day. During dinner, you make sure the bedroom fires are going good and strong. Then fill each warming pan with hot coals and slip it then into the beds. When finished, you will clear the pots and delf as you have done as you will have done after breakfast. Now your work is done for the day. You will be so tired. Make sure you eat all you can. Food is what keeps us going. You are a good friend, Maggie. Lauren is well used to laundry. I have made sure she is well ready for one so young. I am in a bigger house about ten minutes walk away. We will have Sunday afternoons off once a month. When you know yours, let me know after Mass. One of the other maids will swap with me. They're very good that way. I have swapped often enough for them. Keep your head down and you'll do fine. Sunday evening, Lorne is all packed for her journey into Derry to do her interview. If she is accepted, this will be her last week at home for three months. Lorne is on the milk cart. It will bring her to the crossroads. Where she will meet the worker's cart that brings the workers into Derry. Tonight, she would return on it with good news, she hopes. She can see Loch Foyle. She would be in Derry in no time. The early morning light gave promise of a bright day. The housekeeper had asked her to arrive as early as she could. It was just 7 a.m., the cart stopped at the end of a very steep hill. 
I might as well be climbing snow mountain, she sighs out loud. I hope I don't have to carry too much up this hill too often. She starts to climb, looking at the address in her hand. She reaches the top. She is looking back down the hill, making a memory. Lawrence stops a lady and asks if she knows the Harper household. Yes, love, are you starting there? I hope to. It's my interview this morning, smiled Lauren. They're not a bad family to work for. If you're a good worker. There, she pointed. It's just around the corner and across the road. The best of luck. She was gone in a moment, heading in the other direction. Another climb faced Lauren. There were fifteen steps up to the front door. Then she notices a little gate to the side with a sign saying, Deliveries and staff entrance. Oh, thank God I didn't knock on the front door. Oh, there are thirty steps down to the basement. Lauren is standing just about to knock when a man with an empty basket opens the door to leave. He shouts over his shoulder to someone to see you, Jane. Hi, he smiled as he ran up the stairs. A lady who reminds me of a red smiley apple says, You must be Lauren. Come in and have a cuppa. Lauren comes into the big kitchen. It's lovely and warm. I will enjoy working here, in this comfort. So you are Lauren. How old are you? I just turned 13, but I know how to put in a good day's work, Lauren smiles. I hope so. We will see, the cook said, putting a plate of breakfast in front of Lauren, then pouring two cups of tea. Eat up before I tell the housekeeper you're here. She smiled. Lauren eats up, remembering Maggie's words. It will be a long time before you reach home tonight. As your, has your mother taught you any cooking? Said the cook. Oh yes, she's a fine cook, answered Lauren. And laundry? Yes, we do the laundry every Wednesday. We light the second stove and we put the big pots on to boil. You sound like you'll fit in just fine, as far as I'm concerned, she smiled. It's not just up to me. The housekeeper has the final say. Just then, a tall, elegant lady came into the kitchen. You have arrived, Lorne. Come with me. My heart is thumping as she leads me down a long dark corridor with wooden panels on the walls and ceiling. She opens the third door on the left, invites me in to come and sit down. Well, I see you have Cook's approval. That's a good start. Half an hour later, she is saying that she will take me on for a week trial.
you won't need you you can start now she said you won't need anything uh, you have your uniforms um and your bed and your roof over your head i thought it better not to argue i'm sure cook will help me to get the message home so i said thank you very much for the chance ma'am as i went back into the kitchen cook asked Well, did she take you on? Only for a trial for a week. She wants me to start right now. We might be worried. Don't worry. We will write a note and you can bring it to the cart. That you were going to go home on. So your mum will know you're safe. She smiled. Come on, let's go to the laundry. room and get you some uniforms when angela comes down that she's the upstairs maid she will bring you to where you will be sleeping you'll be sharing with angela her bark is worse than her bite there now when you're changed i need help your help with the vegetables i'm well used to peeling vegetables with five of us to feed three of the men who would bite the hand off you if they got hungry i think we're going to get on just nicely you finish that lot you finish that lot already go on let's write the note now and we you can take it to the cart she smiled i'm a good writer i like to write said lorne this is how lorne started her new life in the harper household Next morning there is a knock on the kitchen door. When Lauren opens it, her mother is standing there. Lauren throws her arms around her. What are you doing here? I thought you might need some things of your own love. Who is it, Lauren? called Cook as she arrives at the door. It's me ma'am. She's come to bring me some things, answered Lauren. Well, don't leave her standing out there. Come in and we'll have a cup of It is nice to meet you Mrs McLaughlin. A fine daughter you have raised. Only here a day and I can already tell. I'm Jane the cook. Oh thank you. Um I was coming into Derry so I thought I might as well drop her in a few things. Lauren brings her bag upstairs while cook and her mum have a bit of a chat. As Lauren comes back down her mum is waiting at the door to give Lorna hug seems a nice enough place she whispered into Lauren's ear and she's gone nice lady your mum i never knew mine she died on my birth now let's get crackin work will not do itself it is late when lauren is finished she hardly got to talk to angela and when she went up to her room angela was already asleep Morning, Lauren is up working before Angela even wa- awakes. With Angela upstairs all day and Lauren downstairs, it didn't look like there would be much chance of them spending time together chatting. It's good that Lauren is on her home working. The housekeeper has a lot to do. So once she had given Lauren her workload for the day, 
She's already pleased with Lauren's work, so she leaves her to get on with it. There are six bedrooms in the house, not all in use. Mr. and Mrs. Harper are in one. The lady of the house, Grandma, and a maiden aunt, Cheryl. These Angela must look after day and night. Only four of the rooms are in use, but they keep Angela so busy. The visitors. Son, daughter-in-law and their two children are arriving for the weekend, Angela announces. As I thought my... As I throw myself on my bed exhausted. So much work, more work for us and the same pay. I just smile at her, not yet confident giving an opinion in her company. She has shown no interest in me. I know nothing about her. We share a sleeping space. I seem to be better off as long as I stay ahead of my work. Coop chats away to me. Up early this morning, I want to get a good start on the day. The visitors are arriving this afternoon. The house has been busy all week. I have spent hours in the dining room polishing the silver cutlery with a soft white cloth. I have never seen the like of it before. Poor Cook is working very hard, baking fruit cakes and jellies, anything she can make ahead of time. She has shown me how to pickle and marinade and how to make her secret pastry. I'm feeling really blessed in this job. I have heard some awful stories after Mass on Sunday. Don't get me wrong, I go to bed like a wet rag every night. There is a kindness in this house. It is exciting hearing the sound of the children in the house. It is clear their grandparents love them. The children, Susan and Henry, love to sit in the kitchen and watch Cook make special treats for them. They sit eating and drinking while their nanny gets a bit of a break. As children go, they are quite gentle but there's always the exception to the rule when they get overtired. As Nanny collects them, Cook smiles at me. Good as golden, bold as brass. We laugh together. That night I am woken up, woken up with the sound of someone sobbing. I forget where I am for a moment. I realise as Angela's crying. I get up of bed to see if I can comfort her and I say, Can I help? I see she is sound asleep. So I climb back into my bed and listen to her heart-breaking sobs. This becomes a nightly occurrence. One morning, as I... 
had forgotten my cap, I run back into the room. When I open the door, Angela is just taking off her nightgown and I see her swollen belly. She looks at me pleading with pleading eyes. Please say nothing. I won't, I smile. I just forgot this. I picked up my hat. Lawrence first leave home. She is so glad to be sitting high up on the cart with the cool breeze making her hair dance in the wind. She smiles looking up at the weak sun for there is not much heat in it. It is a good dry bright day, she says. Getting down off the cart at the crossroads, she sees a neighbour's cart coming to meet her. She waves. She would be home soon. There is a dance tonight and she is looking forward to it no end. Her mam has written about it in a letter and said she will make her a new dress. Oh, not to not have to wear that black and white uniform for two weeks. The Harper family were away on holidays. Cook was also on long leave. Hugs and squeals all round as soon as Lauren climbs down from the cart. Let me look at you. You have grown into a real beauty. You filled out nicely. I will have to alter the dress, smiled her ma'am. She did. Lauren is now ready to go to the dance. Her friends that are still in the village will be here in a moment to collect her so they can walk into the church hall together. They danced forming patterns that have been danced since the very beginnings of Ireland, swinging and hopping for hours on end. There is one dancer Bernard cannot take his eye off. Lauren McGonagall has grown into a beauty. Bernard never leaves the stage. Tonight, he will make an exception. He is dancing with Lauren. He will dance only with her for the rest of his life. This he knows deep in his soul. Next morning, as Lauren and her mam sit talking at the table, Lauren opens up about Angela's problem. Has she anyone to go to? I don't know. I understand why she has been keeping herself to herself. I would do the same. She has gone on holiday with the family, as she is the upstairs maid. She will get time off later. Poor lamb, I hope whoever it is is standing by her, said Mrs. McLaughlin. With all the tears that she has said, shed so far, I doubt it, sighs Lauren. She will need a friend, Lauren. I know you can be that, smiled her ma'am. The two weeks passed by so quickly. Lauren and Bernard spent most of it together. Lauren fell in love the moment he had asked her to dance. Her friends teased her the whole way home from the dance. 
She would have liked to walk home with Bernard. It is not the done thing. The evening before, Lauren is due to return to work. She takes a long walk with Bernard on the strand. Promises are made and letters will be written. When Lauren returns to the Harper household, Cook is already there, sitting at the table drinking a cup of tea. Come on, girl, sit down and enjoy the peace. Have a slice of my plum pie. I brought it with me from my sister's farm. We have three days to get this place in shape. I think Angela will be glad of some help. If we start upstairs and work our way down. Housekeeper and Angela return in the morning. She winked at Lauren and said no more. Soon they were airing the bedding over the stove in the laundry. The extra stove that came in handy at Christmas and New Year for family celebrations with friends and, of course, on wash days. Lauren loved this room. It brings memory of home to her heart. Upstairs now, they start in the master bedroom, cleaning it, polishing it till it shines. Quick, run down and get the bedding. It should be nice and warm. And so the day went. All bedrooms ready. Lauren starting to set the fires ready to be lit in the morning. Cook starts the supper. Tonight we feast on home-grown vegetables from the farm. Tomorrow we'll be very busy. Lots of deliveries to sort. They sat by the stove. Cook telling stories from times past. Of her childhood on a farm the terrible time she had had when she first went into service. She had promised back then to take care of all the young staff. The housekeeper and Angela were glad of the heat and warmth in the kitchen. They told stories of the holidays. We'd best head up and start, the housekeeper sighed. Angela stood up and followed her. They were back downstairs in moments. Did we have magic fairies in, smiled the housekeeper. We had some time on our hands, smiled Cook. Lauren kept working at the sink. Angela, you will help down here today. I can manage upstairs. For the first time, Angela spent the afternoon talking and smiling with the Cook and Lauren. She senses she has found some friends. That night... Angela and Lauren lie in their beds. Did you tell Cook? No, she must have guessed. I think you're still safe with her, she said. Not, nothing to me. The next three months passed quickly. Angela is going to stay with Lauren for the two weeks long leave. You are very welcome, love. Come in and sit by the fire. You will not be judged in this house, Lauren's mother smiled. Sure did not God himself choose a single girl to be his mother. As the weeks passed, Angela blossomed. No hiding it now. She will not be able to return to work. What'll I do? 
tears filling her eyes. You will earn your keep here, and we will deal with things as they come along, smiled Mrs McLaughlin. Lauren returned to work early on Sunday. She met with Maggie after Mass. The time has arrived. Are you sure you want to work in a smaller house? Yes. I am pulled from Billy to Jack in that place all the time. Double the workload I should have. It, it is not getting any better. I owe them nothing. Come on, then, Cook says. She will see you. Then let housekeeper know you're here. Fingers crossed we'll be working in the same house, said Maggie. It is not to be. Housekeeper has her own maid lined up for the job. She too was not blind. Angela writes to Lauren often. With news of the village, she seems to mention every movement that Noel makes. Lauren smiles to herself. The housekeeper comes into the kitchen. They seem to be running the postal service just for you, she says, handing Lauren four letters. Lauren reads her mam's first as she is lying on her bed. Dear Lauren, all is good here. Angela is nearing her time. It is funny to see the boys nesting. They have woken up to the fact that they soon could be their own time to start a family. They're off to the quarry for rocks every chance they get. I can see Noel is sweet on Angela. The letter went on for three pages. Letter from Angela. Dear Lorne. This will be the last letter right before I become a mother. I am so scared. Maggie's letter. I couldn't stand it any longer. I have left the job. I am back living at home for the moment. Tom and I are making plans for a future together. We are not ready yet. We will work something out. The last letter is from Bernard. My love, thank you so much for your last letter. I miss you more and more, especially when I walk under the starry sky. As I walk along the strand, I feel you so close to me. Can you believe that it's three and a half years since we met at the dance? It is time. We need to have our bands called out at Mass. Please say yes. We will do it on your next leave. Lauren is hugging the letter close. She will sleep with it tonight. What's wrong with you this morning? asked Cook. Oh, I had a letter from Angela. She's very scared, says she says. She is close to her time. There is no way out of it now. She will do fine. God knows I had to be do good on me own. Cook remembers her own sad dark time. A week later, a letter arrives announcing Matt's birth. All had gone well.